You are listening to sermons from the pulpit of the Bible Baptist Church in Marysville, California. We hope you will be blessed as you listen to another practical message. What a blessing. If that didn't bless your heart, your blessers broke. All right, what a wonderful truth. And that's why we're here today. That's why we're here. Uh, just the message in that music right there this morning, I, I could not, we could just close in a word of prayer. We're not going to. But I could. The amount of truth that was right there. You know, don't ever get over, if you're saved, don't get over your salvation. Just the joy that God gives us, looking at what he has done for us. And that just puts everything else in perspective. And why, why are we here on a Sunday morning? Why, why do we come to church on a Sunday night or a Wednesday night? Or why do we uh, give the gospel to somebody? Why do we pray with other people? Why, why do we live the Christian life? Because he's alive and he is coming back. And one day we're going to see him. And uh, what a blessing that that is. So praise the Lord for that uh, message and music this morning. All right, Lamentations chapter number 3. And the first 20 verses of this passage of Scripture, we find Jeremiah the prophet, and he is languishing in the judgment of God. There, there has been great judgment that has been brought upon Israel uh, and, of course, as being a part of the people of God, he was experiencing that judgment as well. Let me tell you, if you are a believer and you're hanging around those that are being judged, you're getting judged too. It comes out. And... We, we've talked before about, and you've heard it, uh, you know, you, uh, if, you are, if you are in the wrong place at the wrong time, uh, if you are with uh, people that are doing something wrong and they get caught, you're, you're guilty by association. Here the judgment, Jeremiah is the prophet, but now he is proclaiming what the people have done. They have, they have rejected God. And God has sent prophet after prophet to try to get their attention and to recall them uh, back to God. And they have rejected, uh, and they've rejected even the prophet, but now judgment's coming. And Jeremiah the prophet, he, he endures the, the fallout of that judgment. And so Jeremiah is languishing in this judgment, the affliction that God has brought upon uh, the nation of Israel. Uh, look with me at verse 1. I am the man that hath seen affliction by the rod of his wrath. And Jeremiah is about to start laying out some of this affliction. The, the judgment of God is upon Israel at this point. Uh, we see in verse 2 that there was darkness and despair. He hath led me and brought me into darkness, but not into light. Do you ever feel like you're there? Following the Lord and trying to do right, but you still feel like, man, I'm in darkness. He's not leading me into the light. Let me tell you something, there's hope. And the cloud comes and the storms rage. But that that next day, there is a cloudless sky, and we can see 
What a blessing that that is the case. We see that there was fear instead of fellowship. Look at verse 3. Sure, surely against me is he turned. He turneth his hand against me all the day. And to be true, the righteous judgments of the Almighty, they are harsh. But praise be to him, they are but for a season. He corrects and then it's over. But all of this melancholy, all of this negative attitude, it comes to a halt in verse number 21. It flips. It's a whole different outlook. It's almost like when you get to a book and you finish a chapter and they leave you right on a precipice, if it's a good writer. And then you just can't wait to get to the next chapter. There are some books you get to the end of the chapter and it's like, okay, I'm just going to put this book down. And uh, there isn't anything enticing me to go to the next chapter. But that's what's happening here. Uh, we get to the end of uh, verse 20 and everything is getting ready to, to flip. It's a whole different outlook. It's a whole different view. Uh, it's a whole different condition. So look with me. Uh, verse 21, he said, This I recall to mind, therefore... Have I hope? Therefore, have I hope? It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. This morning, I want to speak to you on that subject a new morning. A new morning. And let's pray. Father, I do pray that you would bless now in this time. And Lord, I love these people. I pray that you would help me to be a help uh, for those that are here, for those that are watching online. And uh, Lord, there may be different distractions and things that are going on, but I pray that you would uh, just arrest our attention. I pray that you would help us just to uh, be rejuvenated in you. I pray that you would help us, Lord, to just be challenged and strengthened, Lord, in, in your goodness and in your presence. And so I pray that you would bless now for Christ's sake. Amen. A new morning, when things are dark around us and when problems are on every hand, how can we get that fresh start? How do, we, how do we get that fresh start? I think about uh, 2021 and uh, just a few days ago, but 2020 and 2021, they just sort of ran together, didn't they? And when we are now just a few days into 2022, COVID is following us in. It just keeps on hanging on. And the problems of last year are still with us this year. Wouldn't it be nice if you could just close the door and just walk into something completely new? Well, maybe if we just turn our news off and uh, uh, maybe if we uh, elect a new governor and a new president, uh, uh, that, might, that might help, but it's not going to solve the problems. You see, we have... COVID in the 2021, 2020 and 2021, uh, the political unrest, the racial unrest, 
national security issues with China. We look at what's going on over in the Ukraine with Russia. And there, there are things that are going on on every hand. We go down to the southern border and we see immigration issues, which results in drug issues and cartels and uh, human trafficking and uh, the inflation issues that we face and uh, the vaccination mandates. They're still here. And all of these things, and we just sort of want to walk away from them and start a, a, new, a new year, but all of these follow us in to 2022. How do we get that fresh start? How do we get a new uh, outlook? And, and what do we find here? We find Jeremiah, who is an individual who is, he is enduring the judgment of God. He, is, he has personally now, uh, as he has preached and taught what is truth and, and repentance and trying to get God's people to come back, uh, Jeremiah was, was one that he ended up having to uh, face the, uh, the judgment on his nation uh, and then the opposition from the very people that God had sent him to minister to. And, uh, and so he says there, this I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. Therefore, I have hope. And blessed be God to this morning, I just want to tell you, I have hope. I have hope. Uh, I hope you this morning have hope. And we're going to look at a few things that Jeremiah points out here that changes his perspective. He's looking back at what, uh, uh, what has taken place and what the conditions, the circumstances, and the circumstances aren't going away. But his attitude is changing. The circumstances have not changed, but Jeremiah has changed. And, and so we're going to look at uh, that. I hope all of us have hope. So what is it that gives us hope? Uh, first of all, I want you to see what gives us hope is the mercies of God. Look at verse 22. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. And so first of all, his mercies, the Lord's mercies. Uh, why do I have hope? Because we have a merciful God. We have a merciful God. Now, when you look at mercy, oftentimes in the Bible, it is dealing with God not giving us what we deserve. It is, it is just the opposite of God's grace. God's grace is God giving us what we do not deserve. His mercy is not giving us what we do deserve. His mercy is that he doesn't give us judgment. He gives us salvation. He doesn't give us uh, punishment and condemnation. He gives us justification. He, he has taken the sin. The Lord Jesus Christ, when he was on the cross, he not only died for the sins of the world, we have, he has taken our sin debt. He bore in his body the sins of the world, that bitter cup of sin that he drank. And he did that for, for you and for me and for the whole world. But when you receive him as your savior, what do we find? Uh, we find the imputed righteousness of Christ on our account. What does that mean? That means that God looks at us and he doesn't see my sin, he sees Christ's righteousness. He doesn't see my failures, he sees all the righteousness of 
the Lord Jesus Christ. It's called the imputed righteousness. And he has put Christ's righteousness on our account. What a blessing that that is. And, and here, uh, but his mercy there, the word mercy in this passage of scripture is a different mercy. It, it is a, a different word, and uh, this word has said uh, in the Hebrew, it's a word that means a loyal love, an unfailing kindness or devotion. You know what that means? His mercy, his loyal love to us, his devotion to us says, I'm not going to leave you in this state. What a wonderful God we have. What a wonderful God. Why can I have hope? Because God is a merciful God. God is a loving God. He is a God who gives us uh, the blessings. He, he is loyal. Uh, his love is unfailing. His devotion. And, and, and one of the definitions is the love and affection that is steadfast based on a prior relationship. He said, well, my relationship with the Lord isn't what it used to be. God's devotion to you is the same. It hasn't changed. Circumstances have not changed God's love for us. Isn't that wonderful? Uh, how can we have hope when there's darkness everywhere around us? There's judgment. Let me tell you, America deserves the judgment of God. Uh, we, are, we have turned our back on God just like the nation of Israel had turned their back on God. The wholesale uh, murder of the unborn. Uh, we look at the, the, the uh, murder of the babies. We, we look at that innocent blood that is being shed. We look at the... Uh, the rejection of God, of the creator who has made us, we have rejected him as being God in our life. We have come to a place where as a nation, as a whole, we have walked away from the God that our nation's motto is in God we trust. In God we trust. Here that we see this mercy is what gives us hope. His mercy gives me hope. You know, we need God's mercy. We need his mercy. With all of our failings, with all of our, our, our uh, falling short, the Lord never does, and uh, he is merciful. When we are not as devoted, when we are not as committed, when we don't hit the bar, uh, his love, his devotion uh, is the same. And so why can we have uh, hope? He said, he said here that, uh, that uh, his mercies, it is because of his mercies that we are not consumed. It says they are new every morning. Every morning, a new morning. We get up this morning, it's a new morning. His mercies are new today. It uh, doesn't matter what yesterday. Uh, his mercies are new today. It uh, doesn't matter the, the problems and the struggles. Let me tell you, if the Lord allows us to wake up tomorrow, he's going to have a whole new set of mercies right there ready for us. That gives me hope. That gives me hope. And so Jeremiah, he found hope, first of all, in the Lord's mercies. Secondly, in the Lord's compassions. His compassions fail not. They fail not. 
Now notice here, it doesn't say his compassion fails not. His compassions, the plurality, every jot, every tittle. The Lord put all of those, he has preserved them all for us. And here when we look at the plurality of the compassion of God, uh, the compassion is a deep awareness and sympathy of another's, uh, of another's suffering. That's what, that's what the word compassion means here. And he says, listen, I am deeply aware of your condition. He knew what Jeremiah was going through. You know what Jeremiah was feeling? Jeremiah was feeling like God gave him a job to do that was there was no way to fulfill. Here he was, he was told to go to preach to these people, and the people rejected the message. Not only did they reject the message, they imprisoned Jeremiah. They said, We don't like your message. And so Jeremiah was not just put on house arrest. Jeremiah was not just put in a prison. Jeremiah was thrown into a pit. They didn't want it. And I'm sure Jeremiah had some bad days. Have you ever been in a pit? Maybe not physically, but maybe you've been there in your mind. And you see no way out. You don't see how anything good could come about. Some well-meaning person comes along and says, we know all things work together for good. Boy, that's easy to say when you're not in the pit. When you're in that pit and you see no way out. And Jeremiah was there. And he said, what I started thinking about was the mercies of God. What I started thinking about was the compassions of God. He sees my suffering. He sees my brokenness. He sees my condition. He sees everything that I'm going through. Maybe nobody else sees, but let me tell you something. The Lord sees and his compassions, they fail not. They never fall short. They're always enough. That's why he said, the Lord is my portion. And we'll get to that here in a second. But here we see how uh, this compassion, uh, this, um, the multiplicity of, uh, of the Lord's compassions. He knows our conditions. He knew the situation in Israel. Uh, and, and yet, uh, even though they were self-inflicted problems, the Lord was still compassionate. Have you ever done something dumb? And then it was like, okay, how do I get out of this mess? And, you know, we pray, Lord, get me out of this mess. I'll never do this again until next time. And, uh, and so uh, here we, we come before the Lord. And, uh, but there are times when we, are, we find ourselves in a mess that's completely self-inflicted. We don't usually know it until later. 
Usually we feel like it's somebody else's issue or somebody else's problem. And, but here we, we see that Israel was in this situation. It was a self-inflicted uh, situation. Yet the Lord's compassions, they didn't fail. Even though they were there because of their direct disobedience, the Lord still cared about them. He still cared. Our failures, our failures to obey, our failures to follow, our failures to be steadfast and to be faithful, our failures maybe in relationships or maybe in our careers, uh, maybe bad decisions that we've made. Uh, maybe it's a, 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 a failure in our stewardship and saving, preparing, budgeting, budgeting. Stewardship month's coming. Budgeting and uh, giving, and uh, maybe we've, we've had some failures, and we've had some problems, and, and the Lord, even though we might be in a situation because of a bad decision we've made, the Lord is still compassionate. He still cares. What a wonderful God. Jeremiah, how are you going to get out of this darkness how are you going to get out of this, this uh, situation of despair? He said, let me tell you. He said, the Lord's mercies, they're new every morning. And he started looking at the goodness of God, and it changed his outlook. It changed his perspective. And, uh, and so his compassions, they fail not. The word fail means to disapp uh, disappoint, to prove undependable. And you know what? The Lord never disappoints. He never disappoints. It doesn't mean that he's going to give us everything that we want, but he never falls short. He never falls short. He does, he never is proved undependable. You know, you and I, we are undependable, but God is not. Yesterday, today, forever, Jesus is the same. All may change, but Jesus never. Glory to his name. And, uh, and, you know, if we put our trust in man, we will be let down. Uh, we all fail. We all disappoint. We all fall short of expectations. But God never falls short. Uh, the Lord never fails. His compassions fail not. His compassions, they fail not. As a pastor, I fall short in many areas. As a husband, I fall short. As a dad or a papa, I fall short. But I have a God who never falls short. And even in my failings, he is always faithful. His compassions, they fail not. And, and what a wonderful God. Jeremiah was in the midst of a war in his homeland. The Babylonian captivity had taken place. Uh, Jerusalem has, is being destroyed. Uh, people are being taken out uh, during this time. And uh, just a, a horrible time. A hostile takeover from a foreign land. And he was misunderstood by the people. He finds himself abused. He finds himself rejected. He finds himself being uh, personally attacked, and yet his whole outlook changed as soon as he started looking at God instead of his problems. It's the Lord's mercies. 
a new morning. The Lord's mercies, the Lord's compassion. Thirdly, the Lord's faithfulness. Look at verse 23. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. God is so good to us. His mercies, they are new every morning. You woke up this morning, no matter what you had gone to bed with yesterday, God's mercies were brand new this morning. No matter what problems that, that weighed your mind down when you put your head on your pillow last night, you wake up this morning and God's compassions, they're new this morning. But God's faithfulness, he doesn't change. We can trust him with our tomorrow because he's faithful. The problem isn't whether or not God's faithful or his mercies are there or whether or not his compassions are there. It's whether or not I'm going to recognize them. Have you ever looked at somebody that had, seemed like they had everything given to them, all the tools, all the opportunities, and then they blow it? And you think, what were they thinking? I mean, they had everything that would have helped them succeed. They had all the, the, the people to come alongside and, and the teaching and the training. I'm not talking about being born with the golden spoon, I'm just a silver spoon. I'm just talking about they, they had so many opportunities and, and they rejected them. You know why we don't have hope? Because we don't recognize his mercy. We don't recognize his compassions. We, we are not looking at his faithfulness. We're just looking at the despair. We're looking at the problems. We're looking at the negativity. And let me tell you something. There's a new morning. And that morning can be a fresh morning. And that morning could be a good morning. That day can be a good day. Uh, and, and because of that, we can have hope that there is something wonderful in the future. Uh, but that hope can't be in us. And it can't be based on just the circumstances of life. It's got to be wrapped up in who he is. Christ who is our life. And you and I, we just need to keep our focus on who he is and his, his ability to take care of what's going on in the world around us. You know what? No matter how much I stew over the political issues of our nation, I can't change it. I've got one vote, and I am going to use that vote. And I do have a voice, and I will use my voice. And I think it's our responsibility to do so. But my one voice isn't going to make the difference. And if all I do is focus on everything that's wrong, you know what that does to my attitude? It'll make me angry. I'm not an angry person. But I can get there. You start stewing on something. And all of a sudden, 
you can just feel it. I can feel it from my toes. And I can just sort of feel it just, just sort of pulsating all the way up. And I, I can feel my muscles getting tighter. Uh, I was a scrapper when I was young. I used to be in a lot of fights. I got into a lot of fights, got kicked out of school a whole lot. Uh, my mom knew every one of my principals on a first name basis. And so I, I used to get in fights all the time. And, and, and I, can, I can just feel that coming up. You know what I got to do? I got to quit looking at it. Because it just, it just started eating me up. But you know what? Looking at the goodness of the Lord, do you know what it does? Do we have everybody in here who was just singing a minute ago? Is everybody in here? Let's sing that song again. You, you know, I start listening to the music of God you know what I find? You know, something else happens. My spirit changes. I start looking at how good God is. You know what? All of a sudden now, I just want to praise the Lord. I want to, I want to rejoice. My whole attitude changes, and it changes completely based on what I'm looking at. A new morning. 2022 can be a whole new year. But what are we going to look at? All right, let's sing it. Go ahead. Spare if you want to. You can look at the negativity if you want to. Or you can look at the goodness of God and recognize His mercies are new every morning. Therefore, have I hope. Therefore, have I hope. And we can walk out of here with hope. Not because of the situations, not because circumstances all changed, because of who he is. And every single day, we can wake up and we can have hope. We can live in hope. Let me tell you, the world needs some believers who are living like they have hope. There's enough despair in the world. Marysville doesn't need any more despair. Linda and Olivehurst and Penn Valley, Roseville, Rockland, Yuba City, they, we don't need any more negativity. We don't need any more despair. You know what we need? We need some people that are just going to be light. And we won't be the light we're supposed to be when we don't have hope. His mercies, they're new every morning a new morning. Father, I pray that you would help us this morning. You know the needs of each person today. And Lord, I pray that all of us, myself included, uh, Lord, we would just recognize all that you have done and all that you're doing in our life. And I pray that you would help us, Lord, to, to have hope and Lord, to share that hope with those that are around us. So I pray that you'd bless. Meet the needs of the people that are here this morning. Speak to hearts. For Christ's sake, we pray. Amen. Let's stand together. We're going to have a short invitation. If you're here this morning, or maybe you've been walking in despair, maybe just take a, a few moments, come and bow a knee before an almighty God. Maybe you're here this morning and you've walked away. Come back. Maybe, maybe you're here this morning and you don't know Christ as your personal Savior. Let me encourage you to come. We'll have someone take the Bible and show you what God has to say about you going to heaven.
There's hope. There's hope. It's not in any person. It's in the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed our service. If you would like to hear more, visit our website at bbc4me.org. That's bbc, the number four, me.org. May God bless you.